Blog Talk Radio. You know, I have you around for a reason, believe it or not, and it's certainly not your good look. No, it's not. Okay, well, there's a reason, and that's your reason, folks. It's that, like that. I mean, now, early game out in London. I don't think the Rams have a firepower. I'm going Giants. On a national level, how big do you think a Cubs versus Indians World Series would be? We'll go wild saying Ricky Vaughn. Hey, here's the Terminator. If you if you get a piece of it, you can rename it. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you are listening to the hard-hitting Fantasy Jester Show. That's right, the hardest-hitting Fantasy Jester Show. That would make me the Fantasy Jester. How's everybody doing today? Beautiful day here in Jesterville. Folks, this is a special edition for all of you because... Last Thursday, uh, the 20, it was the 18th, on the 18th, I sat down with Adam Rank and my co-host JT for a show that we were doing a pre-recording to be aired this past Saturday on the 20th. The show is aired. People have asked, what happened? Was that real? Is it real? Is it real? It's real, folks. So what I've done is I've gone ahead and we're going to play just the interview for all of you because it deserves special attention. It's, a, it's an episode. Well, I can sum it up as this, and the producers have. It says here, the Adam Rank Throwdown. This special edition started as fun with Adam Rank. Thanks to our lovely co-host, JT. Things took a turn. Listen in as this episode could end someone's career. That might sound like a little hype to get you to listen. I can assure you it's not. It was fun, and it's turning serious. Here's that interview. I'll talk with you after. Folks, how's everybody doing? It is my pleasure. It is my honor to bring in. Well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to blow him up too much and say personal hero, but let's be honest. He he does fantasy sports. He has fun doing it. Uh, that is something that I've just. He has my dream job, and it is an absolute honor to have him on the show today. Adam Rank from the NFL Network. Adam, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you. That introduction, I was sitting there listening to it, being like, who is he talking about, and when do I get to go on? I was surprised it was me, so I'm humbled to be in your presence, Jesse. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we've got JT on the line. We're going to go ahead. We're going to uh, hit you with some questions back and forth, so let's have some fun with it right now. Let's start off. How did you start? I mean, how did you start in fantasy and at what age? Well, it's been something I'd always been kind of a, a sports person. You know, I, it, when you're real young, 
you are you're of the presence of mind that you're going to make the NFL or the major leagues or the NBA or whatever it is, and then eventually as your career goes on or your life goes on, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not as good as those people. You know, it's good enough to be a high school athlete, and that's about it. But I didn't want to peak in high school, so started working in sports, started covering them, uh, actually at the behest of the late, great Augie Garrido, who saw me. Bro, you need to you need to go sit in the press box and not try to be on the field, uh, except for maybe after the game. And so, you know, it's just one of those things. You know, you start covering high school sports and working your way up, and then, you know, lucky enough to get an internship at the NFL. And then I was like, all right, well, then I'm never leaving. And that's pretty much the the shortest version I can give you of that story. It, 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 folks, he is 100% accurate. At the end of his internship, he showed up anyway after it, saying, I'm here anyway. You might as well keep me now. And that is the truth. I love that story. I think that is fantastic. Uh, how? Let me ask you something. After playing fantasy sports, how long after playing fantasy sports before you won your first league? You know what? I actually did very well right off the bat. The first time anybody ever wrote me into playing, we did an auction league, and it was, you know, a bunch of our high school buddies. Yeah, I think it was high school, junior high, high school, like something like that. And I drafted this team, and I had Emmett Smith and Haywood Jeffries and all these guys, and I was pretty pretty excited about it. So I was, I was on a vacation because I remember having to go to a payphone because uh, my dad lent me some, some change. He's like, yeah, if you want to use the payphone, whatever. Or no, it was his calling card, excuse me, back when that used to be a thing. So it was a big deal. Like, I get to use this company calling card. And so I left a message on my friend's answering. It was an answering machine at the time. Um, if you're over 30, you'll get what it is. But so I'm sitting there, I'm like, hey, man, like, I was, I was watching some of the games. I, I think I did pretty well. Like, every player who I had drafted had scored. And, and they were, you know, everybody was making fun of me because they're like, this doesn't happen all the time, and I think it's warped my perception that if every single one of my players does not score a touchdown, I feel like something is wrong. But I, I did okay, like, right off the top. I think I won, like, like the first year, I think I won, and then I went three out of four, and then I was like, well, I'm the best person who ever existed. And then I probably didn't win for another <laughs> decade until, until recently. So it's, it was one of those things. It was like an early fly. It was like Guns N' Roses, like, we had uh, two killer albums, and then they disappeared forever, and then uh, now they're back ready to roll. Ready to roll, I should say. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. No, it, I think it took me a year. I, the first year, right. just like everything else, and JT has seen it before, where I'll join a league, learn the system, give me a year or two, yep. and then, then I'm fine. But that, that's Adapted interesting. Now, is it just football? Is it just football, Adam, that you play? Dude, we just did an NBA draft last night. Um, I do baseball. Oh. I do it all. I used to. I used to participate in this thing that Jonah Carey set up. It was called the League of Leagues, and it was all mm-hmm. three sports. And it was uh, football, baseball, and basketball combined. You drafted at one time, and when you drafted, you picked just you could pick any sport. So when it was your turn, you could pick a baseball guy. A basketball oh, wow. guy, an NBA guy. We did, I did that for a couple of years. Uh, James Coe and I managed a team, 
And I kind of, the first year, I kind of figured it out. I figured out the system, but I went about it the wrong way. And so the the final year that we did, I guess we did it for four years. Um, and we had to drop out this year because you have to be there for the draft. And they were having it on St. Patrick's Day. And I'm like, first of all, I'm a drunk. So, of course, I'm going to I'm gonna be busy on St. Patrick's Day. But uh, James and I legitimately had a wedding to go to. Like, not our own, but, like, one that we were in. Actually, two different <laughs> ones. But anyways, but I figured out the system of doing that league is that we overloaded basketball. And we only – our first five, six picks were all basketball, then baseball. We didn't even draft football. We, we were – I'm like, dude, I'm – we're good enough that we can waiver wire a 14-team league and be fine. Like, I guarantee you, let's just get one stud and it'll work. And it was the perfect <laughs> system. So we won it. We won the whole thing. Um, and then that was our walk-off. I'm like, well, I've cracked the code. I don't want to do it anymore. But uh, I enjoyed it. I even do hockey, even though nice. um, I'm miserable at it. And I'm never right. getting better. Um, Me neither. But yeah, I try to do. I try to keep my hand in it, you know, and everything, and uh, try to keep active. Great, great. Uh, JT, Adam, Adam, I got to jump in here. So, Chicago Bears. I got to talk Chicago Bears football. Your opinion, better, better, or because of the two names I'm about to mention, you'd understand at this point. Better middle linebacker in Chicago Bears history, Mike Singletary. Brian Urlacher, which one would you uh, add the two? <laughs> uh, this is such a this is such a conversation that my dad and my uncles and I will always have uh, the type of thing where you're like, yeah, like of course I'm going to say Urlacher, like the best ever. And then mm-hmm. my dad, my dad was actually old enough to remember Butkus and all those guys. I got uncles who are a little bit older who are like Singletary and everything like that. But for me. I mean, you're going to go with a guy that you, you know, not that we grew up watching him. I was a, wasn't like a little kid when, when Erlacher was playing, but I was enough of an adult to, to, to recognize what was going on. And, and Erlacher, like, that was my guy. Like, that was the dude who, uh, who I latched onto. Like, my dad would always have, like, Gale Sayers and, and Walter Payton. And I sort of remember Walter Payton. But it's the other guy. Like, Cedric, I guess Cedric... I guess Cedric Benson's my running, or Tom Jones, or Neil Anderson, or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Erlacher just because of a generational thing. And Erlacher Same changed, the, in my opinion, changed the changed the sport anyway. So I like where you're going there. I was able to see uh, both Erlacher and Singletary, and I got to be honest with you, I call it a tie. I call it a tie. They were both equally. Effective and defenses had, offenses had to know where they were at all times. Bottom line, that's what it came down to. Staying with the Chicago Bears, though, Adam, I want to ask going to more this year, Cohen or Howard? What's going on with Howard? I want to hang myself with Howard. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm not really bummed out about Howard at all. He's still out snapping. Tariq Cohen, he's still on the field more than 50% of the time. And last week, I mean, it's one of those instances where he fumbles the ball on the goal line. So he loses two points. He loses another six points because he doesn't get the touchdown. But if that swings the other way, that's two points. He finishes with 12, and you're fine, and you're happy with that. And I think sometimes, especially in fantasy, if you look at it 
uh, in too small of a window. You can get upset and be like, this guy sucks. He's not playing well. But ultimately, he's doing what, what the team is asking him to do. And he's out on the field a lot of the times. He's not getting as much of the receiving game as he was the first couple of weeks. I know the first game against Green Bay, he went out there and was catching some passes, and now they've kind of rolled that back a little bit. But it's still, ultimately, Howard's going to have a big role on this offense. Uh, once they start getting into the month of November and December, that's when they're really going to have to start relying on him. So in the short term, it's disappointing. You have a game like Sunday that not only is it, is it disheartening, from a, from a perspective of being a fan, but anybody who is starting Jordan Howard didn't quite give you the output that you wanted, and it wasn't indicative of how well he was playing. So I think you're going to be okay. Just need to be a little bit more patient, and it will eventually pay off for you. Gotcha. Okay, Adam, gotcha. before right. I get to my next question, before I get to my next question, <laughs> i got to ask you, Cake Shake League, how's it going, Adam? Yeah, buddy. What do you got to tell me? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, it's one of those. I mean, I'm doing great. I, uh, what did I, I are you? I had Devontae Adams. Am I not? I'm undefeated. I know that somebody, oh, that, somebody laughed at my Chester. team. Now, Chester, undefeated? Is he undefeated? <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Apparently. I lost my notes. I, I, I don't know what, I yeah. can't tell you what his record is. I, I, I lost my notes. Somebody, oh, where'd my notes go? Quick. Yeah, it's, all right. No, well, no, no. I'll, okay, I'll well. let you know. It's 6-0. and I had Devontae Adams six. rally me last week, another hero game. It was dirty. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. dirty that they are holding me out, but it's all right. It's all good. Oh, one and okay, five. So. Oh, okay. Well, let, we'll talk, since we're talking Cake Shake League, we'll talk a little fantasy here. So, you know, the, the league has changed a lot in so many ways with wide receivers putting up so many points, the Hopkins and the Browns and the Beckhams of the world. So in a PPR league, you know, generally most people are taking the running backs early and often. For you, though, in your opinion, how high would you take a wide receiver and who would it be? Who would be your first guy off the board? If, you know, who would it you see sitting there you see, oh, I have to have this guy. Who is it? You know what? I've really loved all the shares that I've had of – Julio Jones this year. I know a lot of people make a big to-do about his lack of touchdowns, but the guy's been automatic. I mean, he's the wide receiver six without even getting into the end zone, so I guess it's dumb to take him as the first guy. Um, I forget who the the number one guy, depending on, I think a PPR score, it's got to be Mike Thomas in a per point, mm-hmm. points per game basis. Right. Uh, um, I just want to stump for Julio. I, I feel like I always have to come out and defend him. That's that, that's my cause. That's my hill. That's that's everything. And I think that you know he's gonna he's gonna start getting touchdowns. Like it's it's impossible for him not to. But he's so effective otherwise that each and every week I always look at him and I'm like, well, very excited to have this young man on my on my roster every week. So I'm good with it. Touchdowns are bonus. Touchdowns are a bonus. Yeah, that'll be a bonus. Yeah, when it eventually comes. You know, it's funny. I think the only league where I don't have him is the Cake Shake League. Where he would be pretty good in the PPR. Where I'm yeah, where he's out. Yeah. And okay. it's a. And you must be. Any... What happened? What? And you're one in five. No, we're just. I took. Listen. All right. Let's be. Okay. Getting back to the cake shake just for a second. All right. I took. First of all, my draft strategy is always to go wide receiver heavy. But when I'm sitting there, I was at like five or six. 
in this league. And David Johnson was sitting there. You expect to pick up David Johnson, not David Johnson, which is what I've had. You know, and the injuries and all that. Hey, listen, injuries happen and all that. But listen, I enough about. I, I get the point, JT. Thank you for reminding me of the Cake Shake League. As if Adam doesn't do that on his own. Okay. Um, hey, help so me help you. Yeah, thanks a lot, pal. Uh, listen, let's get back to fantasy because I want either Adam's going to defend me this week because I've been touting a name, or he's going to shoot me down. What's your thoughts on Cole Beasley? Ooh, I, you know what? It's it's one of those things that, and I'm going to admit, I don't know if it was in the Cake Shake League, where I'm 6-0, and oh, by the way, or if it was another league, because we play in a lot of these 14-team leagues. I had to start Cole Beasley last week, and I felt terrible. Like, I felt like, as the commissioner, I should have, I should have removed those points just out of respect because it was such a dumb, it's such a dumb start. Like I, I should not be rewarded for making such a reckless move. But the thing of it is, and you look at the target share amongst the Dallas Cowboys, and it's there. Like he is being targeted over twenty percent of the time. He is one of the leaders in that category for that team, which isn't very good offensively. And this yep. week coming up, there's a decent matchup because the uh, the slot corner, forgive me, his name escapes me for the Redskins, but it's not a great matchup for them. And I think if there's one spot, and, I, and you find this a lot around the league, especially as a lot of teams are moving to running more and more 11 personnel, is that you find the weakness in that slot corner and you can take advantage. So Cole Beasley, to me, is not a terrible start. It's fine for me because I started him, and I think it was the cake shake league, but if not, it doesn't matter. But it, I started him, so I feel like I can do it because I'm not chasing the points. But other people picking him up like that, okay, good luck to you. At least if, if it doesn't work out for me, at least I can rest my hat on like, well, you know what, you got me 20-plus points last week. You know what, you did your job. I don't <laughs> mind. So, But anybody picking him up this week, it's gonna be, it could be a little bit different. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. So, Adam, question for you. So, I play in a lot of dynasty leagues. I know they're a lot seeming to be more popular as they go. A guy last year that I was high on as a stash for this year is a particular quarterback in Kansas City and Pat Mahomes. Who do you see this year that maybe isn't relevant right now or isn't putting up the numbers right now that you think in a dynasty league is a great stash for next year? Oh, man, that is a good question because we're seeing all the quarterbacks play right now. And I know that's usually where you're going to be looking and where you find the most success is unearthing guys like that. But we're getting a pretty good glimpse, and all those guys have been taken up. But I guess one guy who could even end up being relevant at, at the end of this season is Nick Chubb. And when he, hmm. he had that breakout game against the Raiders – where he had three carries, and I think he had, like, 900 yards and somehow got six touchdowns. I don't even know how it was possible. But he looks like a good running back. You just don't understand. You're looking at it, and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, why? I, 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 I sometimes wonder what – I mean, I, I, it can't be easy to be an NFL coach. And I know, like, especially in my profession, everybody loves to come and second-guess me and everything that I'm doing, so I can only imagine what it's like to be an NFL coach. But 
saying all of that, when I watch the Browns and I see Nick Chubb out there playing, I'm like, why is this guy not getting a little bit more run? And also, when you think about somebody who's been extremely disappointed, disappointing this season, a guy like Aaron Jones, where he is he's the most effective player that they have at the running back position, I should obviously declare, and he's so good, and you're like, okay, it's not working out. And I'm just looking at the situation, and you're like, okay, Mike McCarthy is never going to play this guy. Mike McCarthy could end up not being the coach next year. And if they bring in somebody else, and I'm not saying Matt LaFleur, but some hot shot, some young kid comes in, some millennial comes in, the Filippo, whoever it is, and it's like, oh, wow, I've got this great player that the previous head coach didn't know how to use. And I'm not saying he's going to be Todd Gurley, but you could be in a similar – similar type of situation. So I would look for those kind of underused guys who you can see are good. Everybody except for the coach sees they're good, and I would look at I would look at uh, Aaron Jones. Real I good, real like good. That. Real quick, before I go to my question, we're going to do a little word association with you for some fun times. But before I get there, I've gone ahead and mentioned that we might see A.J. McCarron this year because Carr is going to – get a change in his contract at the end of this year where he's only going to be a cap hit for $9 million, so why wouldn't they explore what they have in McCarron? How do you feel about, will we see A.J. McCarron this year, Adam? Yeah, I'm curious as to whose call it was to bring in McCarron. If that's a John Gruden play and he sees him as his quarterback of the future, then perhaps we could see something. It would be fun. I wish the NFL did a better job of their trades, and you could see something like Derek Carr being traded to the Jags or something like that. But it's interesting to me, and again, if you're looking at it from a dynasty perspective, that would certainly be somebody I would uh, definitely take a look at. Good, good. Word association. I'm going to mention a word. You give me the first thing that pops in your mind. Chicago. Deep dish pizza. California. In-N-Out Burger. Am I hungry? What's going on? (laughs) We'll see if this trend continues. Green Bay. Misery. (laughs) Minnesota. The Juicy Lucy. Yeah, I guess I am on the food kick. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's officially hungry, folks. We know it's almost dinner. Um, Detroit. Cars. Cal State Fullerton. Kevin Costner. The K-Dog. It's, uh, oh. yeah, when you, think of, when you think of Cal State Fullerton, you think of the K-Dog, Kevin Costner, Gwen, Gwen Stefani, Bruce mm-hmm. Bowen, and then Frank. I think that's it. That's our Mount Rushmore. That's your Mount Rushmore. All right, all right. Well, at least you're on the Mount. Last two, here we go. And this is a good following somewhere else in your life. Favorite wrestler right now? Adam Cole, baby. Favorite wrestler 20 years ago? Chris Jericho. Ooh. I could have gone, gone Chris Jericho for both. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Fozzie. Now, Love Fozzie. Now, you know, who doesn't? So, 
Now, Adam, Jess usually likes to end with a funny story, but let's be honest. Is there a funnier story out there than the Cake Shake League for you right now? Because there isn't for me. <laughs> you know it what? is you amazing. Because... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. No, because when, when the league – no, when the league started, Jester mm-hmm. let me know that he was going mm-hmm. to dominate, that he was mm-hmm. going to make a mockery, that my team was garbage, and mm-hmm. that he was going to make a mockery. And, you know, it's weird. You would think that he would have been the guy who would have been 6-0 and and cruising right. in that league. And I would be the guy who's 1-5, and five, but it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's worked out that way. Uh, you know what? It's crazy because on their rankings that they give you after it, they had my team going with one loss all season. So let's hold it, hold it. Now, wait a Hold minute. It, wait know, a minute. Wait, I got an idea. I got an idea. Why don't Why don't you guys make a little bet in your head to head game, and you know maybe you can save some face there, Jesse. Are you daring me? I mean, that sounds. He, you yeah, know, Adam, he you. does this on purpose. He does this on purpose. You know what? I'll tell you what, JT. If Adam will have at uh-huh. it, Adam, we play each other week twelve. How about a bet, okay. and how about we leave it, since you're 6-0 and and I'm 1-5, how about if we leave the bet as this? It's open-ended. Winner decides. Ooh! I'm in. I'm not sure oh, of it. Look at me. I'm not, I'm not nervous at all. I'm, whatever. Yeah, decide whatever you want. I'm in. I'm jealous. I want, I want to be that. Week 12, we're going to Week throw 12. down. Let's Folks, you it heard happen. it right here. All okay. right, Adam. Okay. I call it a done deal. JT, you hear this. He, he's, he's, I'm here. I, he can't back out. He can't back locked out. Locked and loaded. It's locked and loaded. I don't think he has to at this point. <laughs> Jester versus rank, week 12. Thanks a lot, pal. Uh, nothing like a co-host for you, folks. Thanks. I really appreciate that. More than that, more than my co-host, I appreciate Adam. Adam, definitely, uh, let's do this week 12. Let's, uh, it's winner takes all, winner gets to decide. You are on, my man. You are on. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm, looking, I'm already brainstorming what I could possibly win. But, uh, yeah, let's do it, buddy. <laughs> all right, that's great. That's great. Adam, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for joining me on my first show here at WQBQ 1410. Adam, I will be talking to you soon. You have a great day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Pleasure was all on this side of the phone, and I am honored and humbled to be a part of the very first show. Thanks so much, Adam. Have a great day. God bless. Take care. And there it was. Out of nowhere, JT stirs it one more time. Absolutely shocking for a bunch of you, I'm sure. But this is it. I mean, we're going, it seemed really cool. It was really, really cool at the time. And then reality sank in. I mean, the possibilities are endless of if I lose, what could happen? This guy could tell me to get out of fantasy sports. He could tell me to shave the beard. He could tell me anything if I lose. Man, and it's been sinking in more and more. 
and then I remember who I am. I have to beat Adam Rank week 12 and be the jester and be the guy that takes him to that woodshed and be the guy that decides his fate. I am the jester. I'm out for right now. Week 12 is going to be fun. Everybody enjoy. I am the jester, and I am out of here. Hi, this is Bob Tewksbury, former Major League pitcher and author of 90% Mental, and you've been listening to Jester Fantasy, or Fantasy Jester, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. You could, you could you could use that. You could. Can I? I might. Yeah. It's all right with you. No, I think it'd be funny. <laughs>